In the name of the holy and undivided Trinity, one God in whom we live and move and have our being. Amen. When was the last time you ran? Not for exercise or to escape the rain or to catch a plane. No, when was the last time you ran because you were so excited to get somewhere or to grab a hold of something or someone that walking just wouldn't do? For most of us adults, the last time we ran because we were excited was probably a very long time ago. I, for one, cannot remember the last time I ran because I was excited to get somewhere. For children, however, running happens all the time, doesn't it? Children see something good and they run to get it. The open arms of a parent or grandparent, the call to the dinner table for a favorite meal, getting to the next ride at the amusement park, the Christmas tree, on Christmas morning. Children run. And sometimes children even run to get to church. After the nine o'clock service, a parishioner told me that a while back she was standing outside on the sidewalk before the service was to begin, and a little boy just ran right past her headed for the church doors. And her father yelled behind him, don't run. And the boy immediately stopped running And then he proceeded to skip to church. (laughs) Of course, being obedient to his father's command not to run. Now, why all this talk about running? Because it's an important metaphor for the Christian life. St. Paul promoted an image of lively spirituality by evoking the scene of a city arena where athletes run to obtain a prize. The author of the letter to the Hebrews wrote, Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. On Easter morning, you'll remember, when Mary Magdalene saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance to Jesus' tomb, she ran to tell the disciples, and Peter and one of the others ran right back. And Jesus pointed to children who, as we've noted, routinely run in anticipation of something good to teach adults about the posture we should assume in order to experience God more fully. Unless you become as a little child, Jesus said, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Our collect of the day nicely emphasizes the image of the Christian person as someone running to obtain the good things God offers. O God, we prayed, you declare your almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Grant us the fullness of your grace that we, running to obtain your promises, may become partakers of your heavenly treasure. So here's this image of running to obtain God's promises. I find myself wondering how much my life reflects such lively endeavor. Maybe you do too. Just as we rarely, if ever, physically run out of excitement, too often when it comes to our relationship with God, we let prevail the adult tendency 
of not getting too excited lest we become disappointed, of checking our hopes with a good dose of realism. And so we end up taking lots of spiritual walks, not runs. The result is that there are many faithful Christians, myself included, who most of the time seem unexcitable about the good news of God and Jesus, about the promise of God to transform our lives in the Spirit. How often, really, do we run after the good things of God? To shift the metaphor slightly from running to flying, I turn to Kierkegaard, the great 19th century Danish philosopher and Christian apologist. He wrote that the Christians of his day were like a flock of geese living in a barnyard. Every seventh day, they paraded to a corner of the yard, and their most eloquent orator got up on the fence and spoke of the wonders of geese. He told of the exploits of their forefathers, who dared to mount up on the wings and fly all over the sky. He spoke of the mercy of the Creator, who had given geese wings and the instincts to fly. This deeply impressed the geese, who nodded their heads solemnly. All this they did. One thing they did not do, they did not fly. They went back to their dinners. They did not fly, for the corn was good and the barnyard secure. What was true of Christians in Kierkegaard's day is sadly true in our day. We go to church week by week, but too often we do not fly, we do not run in response to the wonders of God. There's a big difference, I think, between hearing about the good things of God and experiencing them. It's not enough for us to hear that God declares his almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. No, we are meant to experience mercy and pity when we run to God heartbroken or in great need or ready to admit we've been on the wrong path. We are meant to experience joy and peace when our hearts soar with delight at the countless ways God's grace comes to us day by day. We are meant to experience the love of God in our worship as we listen to the scriptures, as we pray and sing, as we enjoy fellowship with one another, and as we, as we partake of Holy Communion. And what is more experiential than coming to the altar and eating and drinking the body and blood of Christ, who is truly present among us? Here, I think, a key to a lively Christian spirituality is to adopt an attitude of expectation, of great expectation. Expect to encounter God, and you will. St. James put it this way, draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Believe what Jesus said is true. I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. Ask, and you shall receive Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. Seek, and you shall find. And from today's Old Testament lesson, get yourselves a new heart and new spirit. From today's epistle, believe that it is God who is at work in you, 
enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. <coughs> Expect that if you take advantage of the myriad opportunities in this parish to grow spiritually, you will learn to name the good things God is doing in your life and in our world, and you might just become downright excited about them. As Simon put it last week, bring your questions to this place in holy curiosity. Expect that there are treasures in your life in the here and now, and know from where they came. The mountain or seashore or park that never fails to refresh you, the passage of scripture, anthem or poem that always comforts or inspires, the face of a good friend, the presence of Christ in our midst who forgives and renews. These are treasures in your life worth getting excited about. So by God's grace, may we run to obtain God's wonderful promises and so become grateful partakers of God's heavenly treasure. Amen.